Welcome back to Time with God, a podcast put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. Happy Saturday, February 8th, 2020. So we continue our walk through scripture this morning. We look through Genesis 6 and 7, the beginning accounts of Noah and the flood. As always, please wait uh, through the reading of the scriptures and 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 hang on for some commentary at the end and and some interesting tidbits about this section and and what it has to do with us. This is what happened when mankind began to multiply on the face of the earth. When daughters were born to people, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they took his wives for themselves, any of them they chose. The Lord said, My spirit will not struggle with man forever because he is only flesh. His days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days. After that, the sons of God went to the daughters of men who bore children for them. Those became the powerful, famous men of ancient times. The Lord saw the wickedness of mankind was great on the earth and that all the thoughts and plans they formed in their hearts were only evil every day. The Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with sorrow. The Lord said, I will wipe out mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, along with the animals, the creeping things, and the birds of the sky, because I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account about the development of Noah's family. Noah was a righteous man a man of integrity in that generation. Noah walked with God. Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. In the sight of God, the earth was morally corrupt, and the earth was filled with violence. God looked at the earth and saw that it was corrupt, for all flesh was corrupt in all their ways on the earth. So God said to Noah, I have decreed the end of all flesh, because the earth is filled with violence because of them. Now I am going to destroy them along with the earth. Make an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark. Seal it inside and outside with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark is to be 450 feet. It's width 75 feet. And it's height 45 feet. Make a roof for the ark and leave an 18-inch opening just under the roof. Place a door on the side of the ark. Make it with lower, second, and third decks. I myself am about to bring a flood of waters on the earth in order to destroy all flesh under the sky that has the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth will die, but I will establish my covenant with you. You shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. You shall bring a pair, male and female, of every kind of living flesh into the ark with you to keep them alive. Include the birds according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, every creeping thing on the ground according to their kinds. Two of every sort shall come to you, so you can keep them alive. Take with you every type of food that is eaten, and store it for yourself, so it can be used as food for you and for them. So that is what Noah did. 
He did everything that God commanded him, just as he had been told. Chapter 7 The Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, and you and your entire household. For I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. From every clean animal take with you seven pairs, a male and his female. From the animals that are not clean take two, a male and his female. Also from the clan, uh, from the clean birds of the sky, take seven and seven, male and female. And all of the unclean birds, one pair, a male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of the whole earth. In seven days I will cause it to rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights. Every living thing that I have made I will wipe off the face of the earth. Noah did everything that the Lord had commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood came, and water covered the earth. Noah went into the ark with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives because of the waters of the flood. Clean animals, animals that are not clean, birds, and everything that creeps on the ground went into the ark with Noah two by two, male and female, just as God had commanded Noah. After seven days, the waters of the flood came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that very day, all the fountains of the great deep burst open, and the floodgates of the sky were opened. The rain came down on the earth for forty days and forty nights. On that same day, Noah, Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons, along with them, entered the ark. They went in with every animal according to its kind, all the livestock according to their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth according to its kind, and everything that flies according to its kind, flying birds of every sort. Pairs of all the animals that have the breath of life in them went to Noah in the ark. A male and female of each animal that breathes went in, just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord shut Noah in. The flood kept coming on the earth for forty days. The waters became deeper and lifted up the ark until it floated high above the earth. The water kept increasing and overwhelmed the earth, and the ark was carried along on the surface of the water. The water overwhelmed the earth. All the high mountains that were under the entire sky were covered. The waters rose more than twenty feet above the mountains and covered them. All living creatures that moved on the earth perished, including birds, livestock, wild animals, every creeping thing that crawls on the earth, and all mankind. Everything that breathed the breath of life through its nostrils, that is, everything that was on the dry land, died. Every living thing that was on the face of the earth was wiped out, including mankind, livestock, creeping things, and birds of the sky. They all were wiped off the earth. Only Noah was left, as well as those who were with him in the ark. The waters overwhelmed the earth for 150 days. That theme kind of continues, doesn't it? The theme from chapter 3, the theme from chapters 4 and 5 of how quickly the earth fell so deep into sin. From the fall into sin of Adam and Eve, you just see the deterioration in a matter of generations. 
We had that whole genealogy in yesterday's episode from chapter 5. And the stark reality was there, and he died, and he died, and he died. And here, the news really doesn't get any better, does it? In chapter 6, right off the bat, talks about how evil the world is. Verse 5, the Lord saw that wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that all the thoughts and plans they formed in their hearts were only evil every day. How quickly and easily they fell into deep, deep, unrepentant sin. You know, this, this section can serve as a warning for us. Yes, we know the promise of God that's going to happen in, in a later chapter here, in the next chapter. That, that God will promise never to de, uh, destroy the earth with a flood again. A worldwide flood. But this is a warning to us about how quickly things can get bad, really, really bad. If we're not rooted in God, if we're not rooted in Christ, this is what happens. You fall into sin and you keep on digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into that pit hole of sin. So God says, you know what? I am going to bring an end to all of it. I will wipe out mankind because I regret making mankind on the earth. You know what's interesting? The earth had gotten so evil that it seems like if God doesn't step in and do this right now, at the time of Noah, yes, Noah and his family believed, but the promise of the Savior was about to be extinguished. It's extinguished by the depth and breadth of wickedness and evil and sin. If God doesn't step in here and wipe out all the evil, it is very likely that the promise of the Savior gets lost with Noah and his family. And even if Jesus comes later and the flood never happened, it's, it's likely that no one would care. No one would be looking for him. Why? Because the world is so evil and had been filled with so much evil. Once again, this is a warning to us in our own personal lives of how quickly sin can overtake our own personal lives and rip us from the hands of God and drag us down to the depths of hell. It's, in a way, an encouragement for us to remain connected to God. As the section of Scripture continues, God lays out the plans for Noah. says, you are to build a big boat. You are to build an ark. It's to be this high and this wide and, 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 and this long. 
gives him very specific things to do for the Ark, like make a roof and leave an 18-inch opening in that just under the roof, make a door, and so on. And Noah does it. Even though there isn't any rain, even though rain's not coming for a really long time, Noah believes what God says and goes and does it. Certainly he was facing ridicule. Certainly he was being made fun of by people of that time walking by. And yet he continues on. He continues to do exactly as he had been told, as Scripture says. Then we get into chapter 7. And, and here is where kind of the command comes in. We're, we're kind of right before the flood here, and God says, take, uh, take two of every animal, at least of the unclean animals, at that time, and uh, a male and female, seven of the clean, male and female, so that their offspring would remain on the earth. You see, God kept that in mind. Yes, he was going to wipe out almost everything, but Noah and his family would remain, and these animals would remain. So that after the flood had destroyed everything, once the roaring waters settled, they would be able to repopulate the earth from those animals and from Noah and his family. So you see, Noah was 600 years old when the flood came. If you remember yesterday, Noah was 500 years old um, when he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So his kids now appear to be about 100 years old. He's 100 years older when the floodwaters came. And you see some interesting details. The waters sprung up from the deep. You, you can imagine springs right underneath the earth, except just not one here and there, but, but springs bursting out from the deep. Water falling from the sky, water bursting from the ground. And this happening for 40 days and 40 nights. It's saying that it covered everything. The water covered everything was 20 feet higher than the tallest mountains of that time. Now, we don't know what the tallest mountains were at that time. We only have reference to what the mountains are today. Many of those were likely created by the flood and by those waters. But imagine that water, even with our mountains of today, water of the that is covering the earth 20 feet above the highest mountains. Total and utter destruction. You know, we often get the question as Christians, how can a loving God, a merciful God, do this? 
brings such complete destruction. But when you look at the situation surrounding it, it's an actually a great act of his love and mercy. For if he doesn't step in and do that, like I like was said before, it's very likely that at this time, the promise of the Savior comes to an end with Noah and his family. Tomorrow, we will uh, be putting up the sermon that was preached at Trinity Lutheran Church on uh, on the this uh, the, for this weekend on Sunday, February 9th. On Monday, we will continue with the next couple of chapters in, in Genesis, and and really, we kind of leave on not necessarily a cliffhanger, but a, a downer. In the sense of it's kind of depressing to hear that everything was wiped out. But once again, we hear how the Lord protects and cares for his people. Um, and, and the promises that he gives uh, in the next couple of chapters are still promises that, uh, that mean a lot to us today. And even in these two chapters that seem to be such a downer. Um, it really does show his love and his mercy for, for us today because if this doesn't happen, perhaps you and I don't even know about our God. So once again tomorrow, we'll, uh, we'll be uh, listening to the sermon that was preached here at Trinity Lutheran Church um, on Sunday, February 9th. And uh, we'll come back on Monday with the next couple uh, chapters in Genesis. Uh, Trinity uh, Time with God is put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. Trinity Lutheran Church is located on 115 East Monroe Street or on Highway M43 in Bangor, Michigan, on the east side of the city. If you'd like to contact us or learn more about us and what we teach, please visit our website at www.trinitybangor.org. Once again, would like to wish God's blessings to you and uh, to all of us as, as we dig into his word and learn more about him and his promises and his comfort for us.